guys today is the 20th of October 2021 and I'm so mad at myself I recorded a um, like a segment of a podcast like two days ago in the middle of the night and I was really feeling it it was called describing purple and I feel like a few people already listened to it but basically I accidentally deleted it so here I am again trying to re-record what I originally said in that video though now I'm re-recording I feel like I won't be able to do it justice because I don't know it's like the first time when you're doing it you're you're in the moment and um I had everything ready in my mind to explain but anyways here I go again um so the segment was called describing purple and I was basically describing colours um, in a way that people who can't necessarily see colour or people that can't see at all would be able to understand what it looks like without um, having sight if that makes sense. So I. I originally I think I started off by explaining my thought process of how I even came to think of this. Um, over the weekend, last weekend, I was doing a lot of art and using loads of different mediums. I started using electronic art and um, the first thing that I always draw when I'm like, you know, doing anything creative, paint, draw, sketch, whatever you want to call it, even collage, I always do flowers. Um, they're the one thing that come into mind automatically. Um, they're my favourite things to work with. Um, you can get them in so many different shapes and sizes and textures and they don't have to be defined to a certain colour or they don't have to be grayscaled. So they are perfect in my opinion to start off my creative journey. So over the weekend I drew a bunch of different flowers and I decided to stick with a colour palette for each set of flowers that I drew and the first colour palette that I chose was purple and that's how I started thinking about the colour purple. Um, I started thinking about the colour purple and other colours that would look nice together with it and after I finished my drawing I then thought about how um, if someone was to look at my art what they would feel looking at it, what they would sense um, was going through my mind as I was drawing it and the colours I chose and why I chose them. And then that kind of led me on to think about how a lot of people can't even experience colour the way that I can experience colour. Um, and then I think in the previous podcast I specifically spoke about my brother how he's colour blind. Um, and he gets the colour purple and the colour red mixed up a lot. Um, obviously purple is a combination of red so that's why they kind of filter each other out for people that are colourblind. So that's basically what I was saying. Um, and then I continued on to describe the colour purple. So I guess I'll start off with feelings associated with the colour purple like I did previously. I think the colour purple is bold and I think it's confident. Um, I think I spoke about how it's often used in brand identities and often associated with luxury products which completely shows the significance of the colour purple. Like, 
um, it's it's humble but yet bold in its ability to project to a certain audience. Um, in terms of its texture, if if anyone's ever felt ribbed jersey, I think purple is literally ribbed jersey. Um, jersey is the sort of material that stretches and because ribbed jersey obviously has triangular slots in it um, which are so detailed that you could you can't feel it when you glide your hand over the fabric but if you stretch it out you realize how much detail it has inside i think purple really projects that it's the sort of color that at first glance you would just be like oh yeah it's just purple but it comes in so many different shapes and sizes um, its shades sim symbolize different moods and different experiences and different textures um, each shade of purple and each pigment of purple is so vastly different to um, each other and if I know for a fact that if I was to tell someone to pick out the color purple each and every single per person will pick out a different color because of its variety and its diversity. I also wanted to explain color in terms of taste and smell and for me the, the color purple in terms of taste it's very black and white it's very you know either really hot really cold um, but I always come back to bittersweetness it's like chocolate if you have too much of it it's too bitter but if you have the right amount it's perfectly sweet and rich in its contents um, and again it's it's just so silk and smooth and luxurious but the sweetness of it can be overpowering if it's used too much but the right balance is what you strive for with purple it's something that i feel um, a lot of artists when they're using purple and designers especially when they're using purple have to take into account to make sure that it's not too overpowering and when i think of smell i actually think of more of a masculine tone smell it's not very it's not very sweet in its smell but it's sweet in its taste it's quite bitter but strong and um, almost like sawdust um, in terms of like wooden textures and things I always imagine purple to be oak or a solid wood that you would either varnish with um, a gloss or something but actually I also think of it as beeswax if anyone's ever experienced um, polishing furniture with beeswax you know that has this um, this sticky texture to it but it doesn't it doesn't like have a residue it also has a menthol smell to it so that kind of goes with the sweetness I think because you can have like I don't know like mint chocolate or something but the menthol smell is strong but it's also blended in really well with the beeswax um, so it's a bit like Burt's Bees if anyone's had the Burt's Bee lip balm when you're like using that chapstick it's basically that but on wood and it just fills in the cracks right like when you're when you're varnishing something with beeswax if, you, if you're waxing it the wood the wood has um, dents in it it has little holes and 
um, places that it needs to be filled up with and it just glides on and it just smooths it all out. Um, that's, that's basically how I would describe purple. It just smooths everything. Um, and yeah. I also spoke about a different colour um, as well on my previous segment, which was mustard yellow. The reason why mustard yellow came up was when I was drawing, like I said, I was going through my colour palettes and everything, and I kind of came back to um, opposites attract with colours and how people say that colours opposite side of each other on the colour wheel look best together and I think purple and yellow are a amazing or is an amazing combination but yellow can be too bright for purple and that's why I always like choose mustard yellow. Mustard yellow is my favourite colour <laughs> to work with when I'm um, drawing anything with purple inside. Um, it's not as it's not as bright and it's not as um, harsh in terms of if you have the sun like on your skin sometimes it can feel a bit harsh if you're sat directly in the sunlight like the rays mustard yellow is a lot more cooler than that it's like the sun is projecting onto your skin yet there is a cold breeze that's evening it out so important that those two things balance each other out because um sometimes when you associate yellow with everything it feels a bit too happy it feels like the mood is way too bright for the art that you're trying to create especially if you're incorporating it with a color like purple but with mustard yellow it almost mellows down the tone a little bit but you still get the calmness of the colour but it turns down the excitement that's what I'm trying to say the excitement of just plain yellow it turns it down makes it a bit more dull makes it a bit more rustic and I think it really kind of brings what you're trying to create in terms of your art down back to life um, and like purple I think mustard yellow is also a very humble colour to work with um, mustard yellow is bitter and sweet just like purple which is why they make such a great combination together um, when I think of purple and yellow together I always think about the 80s and 90s and I always think about um, in terms of design movements in Memphis although Memphis used primary colours I think purple really kind of came in at the end of the Memphis movement in terms of trying to use bolder colours, trying to, you know, venture out. When I think of yellow and purple also I think of disco. Really fun, energetic, um, but cool and smooth. I think of cars as well when I think of these two colours together. I think of classical cars, like cars that were really streamlined in their design, cars that were used um, to show a sense of status but also a sense of personality, like the sorts of people that would name their cars or name their motorbikes or if you have a 
Volkswagen camper van maybe he named that too but the same thing if you named a vehicle these two colors remind me of you that's basically all I really spoke about um, in the previous podcast I'm really really sad that that got deleted it was so stupid um, but it is what it is I think I also spoke about how we take everything for granted when it comes to seeing things. Our senses are so important and vital in the way that we experience life. And um, it's so amazing how small things like this can completely change our experience of the world. Um, Having no sight or no hearing, for example, doesn't mean that you are unable to do things but it definitely alters our experience in this world and to me that's quite interesting. Again back into more artistic things um, has really really helped me understand like the world around me in a sense. I'm not the best artist in the world but when I do something I when I start a piece at least I want to complete it the best I possibly can because um, I want that to symbolize my efforts and everything and everything that I'm feeling in that moment so I feel like that's what a musician would say that oh when I'm writing music I wanted to capture my emotions (laughs) but I genuinely feel like that with my art even though I'm not very good at it Um, and I think it's okay to admit that you're not good at something. I'm, I'm also not the worst at it, I would say as well. Um, I'm trying to improve my line work and I'm trying to explore different mediums of art and trying to, basically, I have a collection. I started way back in 2016, but I didn't really get a chance to do much to it because I think I started at the baking of GCSEs um, and I was so excited. I bought my first like scrapbook from Hobby Craft. It was on sale when I was like bargaining. And I started it then and then GCSEs came and then A-levels came and I started a separate um, design book because I did product design but that didn't end well because everyone knows I dropped out of A-levels. Um, and to go back and actually discover the mediums that I worked with before and the things I was good at and the things I wasn't so good at is crazy. Um, I feel like I'm rambling like I always do. But anyways, I'm really grateful that I'm able to create art and create it in a way that I can experience it but I also know that if I was to ever need to explain my art to someone that can't fully experience it the same way I can I would be able to and I think I think all artwork should have like an audio description of other senses and other feelings that would explain colors and everything but sometimes it can be hard so yeah thank you so much for listening to me ramble once again and um, I hope you enjoyed or I hope you found this somewhat enlightening and I will speak to you guys very soon again bye